Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm John Jacobson. Today is Wednesday, the 1st of February, 2023. Before we get started, the next two-year state budget is on the horizon, and we need your input. With a historic $7 billion surplus and countless special interests clamoring to get a piece of the pie, make sure your voice is heard. Email info at WPTonline.org and share your thoughts and priorities for the next state budget. WPT cannot take a stand until you do. Email info at WPTonline.org. Happy Wednesday! Hope your week is off to a great start. I was just looking at the weather forecast. As you know, I always start off each of these with kind of a weather rundown, if there's enough to complain about. But actually, it looks like there's a nice warm-up, I'm doing air quotes, on the way for the weekend and into next week. I was seeing it's going to be sunny across the state. Uh, for much of the state anyway, highs in the 30s and and 40s, so get out and enjoy it. I kind of feel like spring is on the way. I don't know. I just feel kind of hopeful that spring will be here soon. So we'll see what Punxsutawney Phil has to say tomorrow for the annual Groundhog Day celebration. I tried to watch that movie on Groundhog Day every year, but I'm not sure I'll get to tomorrow, but um, I like that movie. I like I like the actors in that movie. It always makes me laugh, but let's jump into some news together. Governor Tony Evers and the Wisconsin Department of Transportation announced $134 million in the quarterly aid payments for local roads and communities. First quarter payments made in January totaled $134,806,043 and some change. That included general transportation aids of $131,500,000, connecting highway aids of $3 million, and expressway policing aids for Milwaukee County, just over a quarter million at $255,000. General transportation aids help cover the costs of constructing, maintaining, and operating roads and streets under local jurisdiction. Connecting highway aids reimburse municipalities for maintenance that they did on certain state highways within those municipalities. And expressway policing aides help the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Department with the cost of patrolling expressways within the the county. And boy, do they need it. I don't know if you've been down to the Milwaukee area recently, but the reckless driving is really quite concerning. And that comes from somebody who doesn't quite go the speed limit. Uh, And I grew up in that area. And even I'm a little uneasy driving down there now. Governor Evers also is recognizing National Energy Assistance Day today. In honor of the National Energy Assistance Day on February 1st, Governor Evers, Wisconsin Department of Administration, and the Public Service Commission of Wisconsin are sharing a reminder that the Wisconsin Home Energy Assistance Program is here to help residential households with their energy assistance and weatherization needs. Each year, more than 200,000 households across the state turn to that program for help with their heating and electric bills. Governor Evers said no one should have to choose between putting food on the table and keeping the heat on during the winter. We've been working hard to make sure folks and families receive assistance to keep up with rising costs and stay warm and safe during these cold weather months. And we want to continue these efforts to ensure Wisconsinites across our state have access to these essential services. If you live by yourself... The median income guidelines for the program, you can't make more than $2,600 in a month or thirty-two grand in a year. If you got a family of four, you can't make more than 5000 in a month or 61000 in a year. Uh, if there's just a couple of you in the house, uh, you can't make more than 41000 So, I mean, just like everything else, these don't really look like actual 
uh, realistic guidelines. You know, if you're a family of four and you don't really get any assistance for anything else, $41,000, you know, I mean, or $61,000, it, it just, these numbers don't seem to add up right. But anyway, if you do fall into those brackets, it is there to help you out. Visit energybenefit.wi.gov. And out of the ridiculous category for today, and I'm sorry if I know Milwaukee isn't on everybody's priority, but you know, the interstate system is really important. They need to reconstruct part of the interstate system between the zoo and Marquette interchanges. For those of you familiar, <clears throat> they've been talking about this for a decade and a half. Well, the ACLU of Wisconsin and other social and environmental justice organizations submitted comments on Tuesday to federal and state transportation officials vehemently, they said, opposing the proposed expansion of Interstate 94 through Milwaukee due to, quote, the negative environmental and racial impacts the project would exacerbate. So if you want a safer highway in your state's largest city, you're a racist and you don't like the environment. The Coalition for More Responsible Transit, a group of community groups, nonprofit organizations, and government officials, including the ACLU, MICA, the Sierra Club, Milwaukee River Keepers, and 1,000 Friends, have been working together for years to fight this highway expansion. They said the project is bad for Milwaukee and its residents. Not only would it harm black and brown communities, I think there's a typo there because black is capitalized but brown is not, by worsening racial and economic segregation while failing to to provide transit improvements that those communities need to benefit predominantly white commuters white is also not capitalized but it would also have detrimental effects on the environment increasing pollution in the surrounding neighborhoods said karen rotger senior attorney with the aclu of wisconsin all of this for a solution that data has shown does not even work long term studies show that new highways motivate more people to more people to drive so if you get a new highway you don't have a car you're going to run out and try to get one is what she's saying in the case of i-94 constructing the eight lane alternative would encourage people to drive an additional 33 to 49 million miles each year wow that's a lot i really wonder where they get their data it just seems like it's pulled from the sky why should we waste millions of dollars she said on such a harmful highway expansion if it will make the very problem that proponents of the project want to solve even worse because why would you want to do that why would you want a safer highway i was actually a student at the university of wisconsin milwaukee when they were redoing the marquette interchange and i actually think it, it helps uh, the environment quite a bit. You don't have big concrete structures falling down and slabs falling down. I think that it's a much cleaner, safer alternative. I'm not an engineer, but I leave it up to the good folks who are in structural and civic engineering to make sure that these are safe and economically viable uh, uh, um, alternatives. And so, uh, but ACLU doesn't like it. They're dabbling in highways now, even though they are the civil liberties union. Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty is suing the city of Nina today on behalf of Tim and Megan Florick, challenging the constitutionality of the city of Nina's sign ordinance. The city sent letters to residents citing its ordinance and demanding citizens remove signs opposing local rezoning efforts or be penalized, thus stifling their right to First Amendment prote protected speech. Will recently sent a letter, WPT did report on that, Will sent a letter to the city of Nina demanding they stop this infringement, but the city did not comply. The lawsuit alleges that the city violated the residents' First Amendment rights. The lawsuit was filed in the United States District Court or the Eastern District of Wisconsin in Green Bay. 
Deputy Counsel at Will, Luke Weber, stated time after time again, it's egregious to see the government violate these indisputable First Amendment rights. Will promises to hold such bad actors accountable no matter what. Associate Counsel Kara Tolliver said the right to free speech is a fundamental right afforded to every citizen of the United States. Will is proud of its record defending the First Amendment and proudly stands with Tim and Megan Florick, two individuals who are entitled to have their voices heard. The city sign ordinance is unconstitutional, and we as communities have every right to express our ideas, even through a simple yard sign. If we're not permitted to speak on a matter of public concern, then we simply lose the privilege of a government accountable to the people that they were elected to serve. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that one. It's a really big one. And finally today, we'd love some feedback from you. State Representative Travis Trannell of Cuba City, who's also the chairman of the Agriculture Committee in the Wisconsin State Assembly, has been in the news talking about extending use value uh, land assessments to agricultural structural properties. So like your barn or your pole shed, uh, anything like that used in agricultural production, the property tax break known as use value, which WPT defends and supports every legislative session, uh, would extend to those structures. Now, obviously, there's a lot of questions about how the local revenues would be made up to the local governments. We don't want that to fall on the backs of the homeowners and the other property taxpayers in the area. We're very, very interested to see how this pans out. We actually have requested a meeting with Representative Trannel, and we will keep you posted on that. Please send your feedback, info at WPTonline.org. At the top of the moment, the midweek moment, when I said I was thinking about spring, I was looking for quotes, and I I found one that I really liked from Helen Keller. It says, keep your face to the sun, and you will never see the shadows. I thought that was a nice one to leave it with. So as always, have a great rest of your week, and thanks for listening. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business farm and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org slash join. 